Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Rachel Freeman Sowers live show. I am so happy that you will be joining us tonight. And tonight, again, will be yet another epic episode because, you know, I have all of the best guests. I'm just saying it's not a brag. I'm, it's just the truth. Tonight's guest I met, I guess it was a couple of months ago, and we connected over in another Facebook group. And I was fortunate enough to be a guest on her radio show. It's called Rebel Radio. If you're interested, you can find it at this link right here. And I'll make sure to put that in the comments and under the description in the description below. I um, met Cindy on the Rebel Radio show. And what has really been happened is we have connected. And of course, synchronicity is always in effect in my life, also in your life, if you're not aware of it yet, but it is happening. And I asked her to be a guest on my show. And as you know, this is the go-to place for female entrepreneurs who really want to accelerate their confidence and amplify their message and their impact with video. And my guest tonight has also used video. In fact, she uses the same streaming as I I do stream yard. So if you're interested in streaming, feel free to check that out. But what I really want to say is I love for all of you to come into tonight with an open mind and an open heart, because when we come in and tonight is about knowing yourself so that you can find your wealth. And it's more than just this one-off dollar or whatever. We're talking wealth in all areas of your life and financial too. So my guest, her name is Cindy Van Arnhem, and I'm just going to read her bio right now. And if you would help me welcome her when I bring her onto the screen. That would be so great. Cindy is passionate about helping emergent, emerging entrepreneurs fully discover their own limitless power so that they can create sustainable wealth through their passion and service to their higher purpose. Combining her strategic business savvy with quantum numerology and universal laws, Cindy teaches healers and change makers the tools they need to first and foremost master themselves. Now you know why she's a guest on this show. I mean, I don't say it enough. Now I got back up. I'm just saying this gives them the ability to create a solid foundation for their business that will stand the test of time, even through 2020, right? That's what we're talking about here, even in a rapidly changing world, no doubt. In the midst of a paradigm shift, it is up to us to take responsibility for ourselves and stand unshakable in the storm. This is an easier way if we are willing to do things differently. It is time to take the reins of your own business and stop allowing your business to run you. If you checked out the breakthroughs and rumblings from the bike, we're in sync here because that's what I said just yesterday. Having deeply immersed herself into the shadow of her own soul and healing own wounds of drug addiction, emotional abuse, and trauma, Cindy now sees her own limitless power and is here to lead other entrepreneurs to discover the same. This is where the juicy stuff comes in, right? Cindy is a certified universal laws coach, facilitator of mastering the brain game, quantum numerologist, wealth activator, and chief operations officer. Please help me welcome Cindy Van Arnhem to the show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Woo, man. Out of introduction. <laughs> well, yes, it is an introduction for sure. I am so grateful that you are on the show tonight. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and being willing to share your knowledge and just show us you. So tell us, uh, first of all, where are you located and what's your business and who do you serve? Yeah, I am located in uh, West Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, way up north in Canada. Yay. It's really warm here. It's not cold. And uh, I am a chief operations officer for who used to be my 
my mentor and now is my business partner, Joy Kingsborough. And so we that was where Mastering the Brain Game comes from. She also teaches another program called MindShift. And we're really focused on, first and foremost, people understanding who they are. And then, of course, understanding wealth activation and how to move that into the world. So I am deeply of service and very passionate about the redistribution of wealth on the planet. And I believe that that comes through the hands of the people who give a fuck. Preach, sister. I mean, like, I just like, again, I just, I love the synchronicity of meeting you, of us really just exchanging through really a group thread, like, hey, do you want to be on my show? Hey, I'd love to have you on my show too. And now look, it's just a gathering. It's a beautiful gathering, right? I mean, it's remarkable. Why did you start a business? What made you start? Yeah, it's interesting because when I look back at why I started and why I'm doing it now, two totally different things, but that's because I've done the work, right? And Mm. so when I started my business, I started as a virtual assistant. So I was doing all the back end, behind the scenes, building the websites, the technology. And honestly, I started my business to make money. That was the only reason. It was all about me. I didn't want a boss. I'd never held a job for more than a year. And I was really, in my mind, unemployable. So I just thought, I'll just be my own boss and go get rich. (laughs) It turns out that it doesn't quite work that way. Surprise! So why I do it now is a lot different. (laughs) So why do you do it now? Because I believe in the redistribution of wealth on the planet. And it's not all about me. Wow. It's just a very shifting way of thinking about things, right? Because so many people, we start businesses because either something is missing, maybe we're missing an income. Maybe like you, I mean, for me, I called it career ADHD. I didn't stay (laughs) at places very long because I didn't really like always, by the time the new wore off, I felt like I was in a box and I didn't want to be in a box anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe that the majority of entrepreneurs, if not all of all of the entrepreneurs that I know are in it for to make that greater impact, right? The redistribution of of wealth right now is so freaking important because what we think about money and how we use money in our own lives and in our businesses really limits what we can do to positively impact the world the majority of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, if we're as healers and change makers and coaches and teachers, if we're only getting by and just have mm-hmm. enough to put food on the table and take care of our own needs, we're not creating the impact. Unfortunately, the way the world works right now is money rules. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the money and the const- control structures do, we're not going to create the change mm-hmm. that we want to see. And so it's time for the healers and the coaches to start making some damn money. Yes, yes, and more yes. So this is, again, synchronicity in alignment because one of the things that I am really, like you, passionate about is creating wealth. And I was asked not that long ago by someone, one of my mentors, so just know I check myself before (laughs) I wreck myself, sister, like right here. She's like, do you just want to make just that much? Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, growing up in poverty, like so many of us have experienced, growing up in times when you listen to your baby boomer parents saying, work hard, save your money, retire. That's your whole entire life, right? And don't spend, it's not any extra. Like if you want more, that's great. And all that bullshit that we experience from religious trauma, I'm just calling it out right now. I said, no, that's not what I want. I want a million dollars. And really it's exactly what you're saying. So tell me some of the things or the blocks that the majority of, um, I'm just going to say women because this show Mm -hmm. speaks to female entrepreneurs and women in 
in general. What are some of the most common blocks you see that that they have that really keep them from that wealth that, that can make that greater impact? Yeah, there's so many. I could go on for hours about the stories I hear around money, but a lot of times it comes from generational programming. Like you were saying, you know, our parents told us to just get a job and save your money and then you retire and you get the gold watch and then you die. That sounds lovely. Not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Moving on. <laughs> and also as women, especially I'm not a mother, but I have mm-hmm. a lot of clients who are mothers mm-hmm. and I see them, you know, they give and give and give and give and give and they never put themselves first because as a mother, you're taking care of your children and you mm-hmm. never fill your own cup up first. So putting yourself first is also really important mm-hmm. when as entrepreneurs, as coaches, as healers, we want to be of service. So we give and we give and we give and we give and our cup is depleted. Uh, we give away our voice. We give away our money, our sexuality. We give it all away mm-hmm. in order to be of service. And we're not being of service at all in doing that. And so there's a shift that needs to occur in this paradigm mm-hmm. where I believe that the biggest block of anybody not understanding what wealth actually is, is not knowing who they are at the core of their being. Any of this sound familiar to any of you? Anyone, even if you're watching this replay, put in the comments, yes, this is familiar because this is the beauty of the internet. I never, that's not true. I don't know, but I am so glad I met Cindy on the internet who is in Canada, who can be on my little show, but powerful show in Redding, California, all over broadcasting to affirm that women, when we take care of ourselves, we then can take care of others better. Mm. When we start saying my life fucking matters, how I feel in my life matters. And when I know what I feel, when I know what I want, when I know myself so well, then the the direction, the brain automatically directs you in the way to go to create wealth. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like the eyes <laughs> are opening up, right? It feels magical. It's really simple, but it's not simple because our right. minds are so programmed to believe something else. We're po- yes. told when we're kids, your know, money doesn't grow on trees. You think I'm made of money. It's bad to be rich. Only evil people have money. Mm -hmm. Like the stories go on and on and on. And I think that's where women have gotten this idea that if I just give and give and give and give and give, that will somehow change the world. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work that way. Yes. And the belief that suffering is a necessity for you to feel good about anything, for you to to be worthy of anything. None of us need to be deserving of anything. We all get it all. Exactly. I mean, if you even think about when a baby is born, Mm -hmm. they don't breathe out first. The first thing they do is they receive breath. Mm. We are born to receive and mm. then we give. I need just like a mic where I'm dropping it all the time because that's what this episode is going to be. This whole time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so you are a quantum numerologist. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you did for me when I was on your show, Rebel Radio, check out the episode. Go check it out. I'll put the link in the comments. You read my ruling number and my ruling number was a nine. Right. And I don't know who is on right now. I can't see any of the comments, so it's totally fine. But my ruling number was nine. And you're like, okay, well, this means that you are a mirror for other people, right? Mm -hmm. 
How does quantum numerology come into your work? How do you use it? In all ways, everything is numbers. So as a quantum numerologist, there's multiple different pathways of numerology. There's lots of different ways you can go. You can Mm -hmm. Google some information. You're not going to get much out of Google. It's pretty minimal what Google has to say about numerology because numerology is an intuitive science. It requires Mm -hmm. a human consciousness to be able to interpret because the numbers are conscious too. So every Everything in our physical reality, what we can perceive with our eyes, is made up of a mathematical code, including all the humans. Mm -hmm. So when we look at that and we see the human, we can determine based on their date of birth what their mathematical code is. And there's Mm -hmm. numerous different rabbit holes I can go down. I can look at business partnerships, relationships, dates of launching. I can forecast when the best time to be launching programs is. There's all sorts of things that I can do with it. Mm -hmm. But the most important piece that I can decipher from that information is the code of your personality and what's possible for you in the mathematical code that you carry. So is anyone making the connection about knowing yourself? This is the same thing as I've been saying about playing with the possibility that the things that you believe are true, are real, are your life, are just you, are who you are. This is who I am. I hate it when people say that. That's a strong word, but it's really true. It's just who I am. It's only who you are until you're not that person anymore, until you don't want to be that person. Now it's not easy. The shift isn't always easy. It takes some work. But when you, the most powerful thing about knowing yourself, especially this is in video too. I mean, women want to feel more confident. They don't like the way they look. They don't like the way they talk. They think their accent is too thick. They don't like their hair. They think that they're too old. They think they're too young. They think they don't know enough. They think like no one's going to listen to them. Mm -hmm. Lord and Lord. All that there is like dump, dump that, but it takes, it takes some systems and it takes some guidance, right? Mm -hmm. So when you walk through this quantum numerology and showing them, Mm -hmm. what is the biggest aha that people usually get from it? Yeah, I think, I mean, let me share my own story because I think that's really powerful because I came into my work as a virtual assistant working behind the scenes. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a ruling number four, so I'm really good at being organized, structured, systems. I can see the moving pieces. They used to call me the get shit done girl because I can be very productive. The fours, we know how to get stuff done. We're like the Clydesdale of workers and we just keep on going until it's done. Like that's Mm -hmm. how fours operate. But when I realized there is more of a consciousness to the numbers, so the the number is constantly moving and changing just Mm -hmm. like we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So just because I'm a ruling number four, the four also states we have control issues. We always want we have like really strong willpower. We are determined, but we can be very stubborn. We carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. So when I was given this information, I could have decided in that moment that I have control issues and I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. And that was just the way I am. Mm -hmm. Or I could have seen it as, wait a second, the four is a leader and the four can lead and build and create in the physical reality, which meant that I could build businesses. But then when I start looking at the rest of the code and the other rabbit holes I could go down, what I saw was I'm a speaker and I'm meant to be visible. And here I am behind the scenes, not visible at all. And I saw that as a possibility. And I went, I wonder what I could do with that information. And so I started doing video and I actually did a Facebook live every single weekday for three years straight. That's a lot. Just FYI anyone that's a lot in the video world. 
like hands down my like seven days in a row is is a lot i mean because you're showing up like you really are showing up mm-hmm. like, this isn't just let me talk about um, my dog and my hair that's out of place you know this is sharing yourself with people yeah and i mean in the beginning it was something we'll just put it that way <laughs> I, I still leave that very first Facebook Live up because every mm-hmm. year it comes around on Facebook memories and I go, oh, look at how cute you were and awkward and nervous and scared and you didn't know what to say. And now you put a video camera on me. I'm like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what that feels like. So for the female entrepreneurs that are out there, you know, this playing with possibility, this four that Cindy then said, what can I turn into? I'm wondering right now if you will just in yourself, see what possibilities can be for you. See that what you think is your identity may not be your identity at all, but just behaviors and characteristics in which you've made your identity because that's all you've ever known. And this is when the support, having someone that can see that other part of you and help you nurture it and have help that come out is them is really important right yeah yeah, absolutely I definitely would not have been able to do this on my own I saw the possibility but I had somebody holding my hand and saying it's okay you can do this all you have to do is choose and Mm -hmm. I remember like the first time I ever did video I'd been behind the scenes for two years I wasn't visible like even posting stuff in written format on my Facebook feed wasn't a thing and then all of a sudden I was like, okay, we're going to go live. <laughs> Anyone else feel like that? Anyone? Anyone? I feel like I should be like Bueller. Bueller. Okay. That totally dates myself. <laughs> I'm not editing it out though. <laughs> okay. So continue on. So you wouldn't be here without someone holding your hand. You know, you mentioned that healing old wounds mm-hmm. and what did it take for you to heal those old wounds? Yeah. I mean, I come from a background. My dad passed away when I was 16 and mm-hmm. He was my biggest cheerleader. He told me I could be, do, have anything I wanted. He told me how much potential I had. And when he died, it was like that was ripped away from me. And I didn't believe that anybody else could ever see that potential in me. So I started making really bad decisions. You name a bad decision, Cindy made it. Drugs, alcohol, abusive relationships. I mean, I was just chasing the bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And in throughout that, I was always trying to find myself. And I think that was really the key to it mm-hmm. as I, I wasn't taking responsibility for myself because I didn't know who I was. I wasn't making good decisions because I didn't know who I was. Yes. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time for the, you know, the come to Jesus moment where I was like, hold on, the only way that this is ever going to change is if I choose. Nobody can mm-hmm. tell tell me to change myself. I can get Mm -hmm. advice left, right, and center, but until I make the decision to do something about it, Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change. And so coming out of addiction and series of life events afterwards, it was about five years ago that I finally said enough is enough. Mm. And I made that decision to pull up my big girl panties and do something about it. And in that choice, all of a sudden, the people I needed, the coaches I needed, the work that I needed just fell into place. And it took a long time. I mean, I'm not perfect now either. And I never will be. Nobody ever will be. But I'm in a place now where I know who I am. And Mm -hmm. I rarely reach out for support anymore because I can listen to myself and Mm -hmm. trust myself. And I know the answers. And then I can go to 
somebody and say, hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And get feedback, but I don't need to go searching for the answers anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, again, my whole entire career has been the ability to help people do what, what you did and heal some of that. And, you know, a lot of women say, especially on video, I'm embarrassed of who I was before online and who I am now. And really what you're talking about is you, is healing some of those old wounds so that you could then step into this person that was able to show themselves anyway. And when you show yourself, there's a level of self-acceptance that comes with that. Now, I'm not saying it's huge. I'm just saying that there there are self-acceptance issues that get moved off of the plate and you just begin a different way of being. Yeah. And I actually want to bring it back to the whole concept of healing just for a minute. I believe that we are whole no matter what we've decided. So when we come into this planet, when we come into this body, we've chosen a pathway. And for me, that pathway was losing my dad, drug addiction, Mm -hmm. abuse, all of those things. I never needed to heal any of it. Mm -hmm. All I needed to do was accept all of the pieces of me. And so forgiveness was huge for Mm -hmm. me and allowing myself to be okay with the decisions I made. Mm -hmm. But there was no healing that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. All I needed to do was recognize myself as already whole, that there was nothing wrong with me. Yeah. So the premise that I operate from and have from the very first time I met with that three-year-old in the very first session I'd ever done was I needed to, I wanted to believe and know for myself that I was complete, whole and perfect just as I was. And it's not that like, I get what you're saying about the healing, but these are just behaviors that I've become a pattern to. And all I needed to do was shift those behaviors. And when we realize that it allows us to really then make those more clear decisions for ourselves, right? So a lot of times I say, you know, we need to stop asking why so much and just start asking what. I know exactly why. Stuff was fucked up. Okay, (laughs) I did that stuff. Now what do I want? I mean, I'm not ignoring it. I talked to a client today. She says, you know, I feel like I have this joker inside of me character that just wants that power and wants that thing, but it's so bad. And I said, but what if the joker isn't bad? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what if it's an indicator that something is off here and it's not in the way I want to be or interact in the world? Thank you very Mm -hmm. much for showing me that. Yeah. I was actually having this conversation the other day with my mom because, I mean, this is where the whole Rebel brand came from Mm -hmm. with Rebel Radio. Was for years, I kept trying to conform and stick myself in a box and behave the way society wanted me to behave. And through my numerology, I was like, oh, what if I just embraced the Rebel? And what if it was okay if I lived outside of of the box and outside of the norms. And the moment I did that, everything changed because I stepped into who I truly am. And I said to my mom, yes, it was yesterday. I said, you know, sometimes there's this demon child in my mind and this demon child wants to go and do mischievous things. Yeah. But what if that's not a big deal? What if Cindy can find mischievous things to do? It's not right. doing any harm. And right. it allows me to live outside the box and be a little bit rebellious and mischievous. And the little demon demon child inside of me is quite happy. And then she goes back to bed for another couple of weeks and we just calm right down. It's all good. There's nothing wrong. But what happens is we tend to like, oh no, the demon child is talking to me. We got to shove her down. We got to numb her, drug her, alcohol her, Netflix her, feed her, whatever, so that Uh she shuts up because I don't want to hear that voice because it's bad and it's wrong. Uh And we're denying a piece of ourselves Uh and therefore we're not whole. Uh So the moment you can just embrace that little girl and say, you want to be a little mischievous? All right, 
let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today and go get into trouble. Everything is spot on, right? Mm-hmm. For me. And though it's very, we're, I don't know if it's parallel. I don't think we're parallel. I don't know if parallel is the word, but definitely like we're walking in these same kind of arenas and everything that you're saying, because I wonder how many of you have followed me for very long, have heard some of the same exact things in different words that Cindy is saying. Mm-hmm. How, when I, like, I also am a rebel. Like I don't want to do things the way that people tell me I have to do it. I want to prove that there's multiple paths to the same fantastic outcome. Yeah. And the more paths I can find, the better it is. So before we keep going really quick, I want to ask Deb. So Deb Peel is a longtime follower. She's my hiking buddy. She takes me hiking. She does hike for Harvey, raising money for Alzheimer's. And I want to ask Deb if she'll put her birthday or if she's willing to put her birthday in the comments so that Cindy can see what she can come up with for your numerology. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll see it in there. I think in a few seconds, Deb, if you put it in, if not, it's okay if you don't want to. So tell me then what comes next? Whatever you want. <laughs> well, oh, she put it in. It's 51963. Bam, right. she's ready. So Cindy's been talking, Cindy and I have been talking here about possibility. And if you're watching this either live or on the replay, I would love to see in the comments what you are believing is possible for you. And I had a client that literally sent me this voice message today. And she says, I cannot believe it. Everything is falling into place. She came to me just 12 weeks ago saying, I'm going to go off on my own in this business. I'm scared. I think people are going to judge me. I'm just going to say in my small town, which is probably like everywhere, but there's some clicks. There's some things that go on here and it's very conservative. You know, these are all my fears. And she started looking into the possibility of it not being true. And I cannot tell you how she has had one thing speaking, speaking something, Deb, like you did on this show when you spoke, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm passionate about. And those three women contacted you right on the show and said, Hey, can I hear more about your stuff? Right. When you speak your desires and you're open to those possibilities, things will start to fall into place, even in the unknown. And that's the ticket, right? It's staying in this unknown and not precursing every single thing. Like, Oh, I have this all planned out my entire life for the next 20 years. Right. I mean, you can have desires and goals and all those things, but maybe there's a higher being, higher purpose, whatever you want to call it. I don't care at work here. We can't see all of the things that has in store for us. Yeah, absolutely. This is actually something that I teach in some of my work with universal laws is that when we're creating and we're leaning into the desire and the possibility of what we want in our life, let's take wealth, for example. Mm -hmm. Let's say that as an entrepreneur, you're asking for $5,000 a month in consistent income. That $5,000 a month that's actually sitting in your bank account and that comes into your bank account every month, month after month after month, is 0.1% of creation. 99.9999999% of what you're creating, you can't perceive with the naked eye, but you're making that 0.1% everything. So Mm. when we're creating and we're calling in and we're asking for things, we need to trust. And ruling number four, control issues, trust me. Cindy has had her fair share of opportunity to break the control structure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I, one of my favorite phrases, because when I'm building businesses and I get really caught up in the minutia of things and I forget the big vision is Mm -hmm. there is no fucking mountain. Mm -hmm. 
And I will, I've got post-it notes all over the place that say that because I still catch myself getting caught up in, oh my God, there's so much work to do. And I've got this big plan step by step by step. And I got to climb this mountain and it's going to take me forever. No, visualize the top of the mountain because you don't know if it's possible that a helicopter is going to come and pick you up and take you to the top. Yes. Yes. Ladies, you don't know whether someone will send you an email for a five minute speech paying you $500 recorded. You don't know. Yep. And that is the, that is the truth. Dang, this is so good. Okay. <laughs> I, we're going longer, but I'm good with that. Just keep watching. Cause it's going to break it down. We haven't right even now. talked about wealth yet. I know. Okay. <laughs> so let's do Deb and then let's talk about just a little bit about wealth and where yeah. people can follow you at. Absolutely. So Deb, nice to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. You are a ruling number seven. So the ruling number sevens need to be in constant motion. The sevens learn best by doing rather than taking it in and then practicing and trying. No, you just like to take information and go teach it because you'll learn it faster that way. Uh, No surprise, she's your hiking buddy because she wants to move. (laughs) Moving your body is very important and freedom is probably your number one value. When I'm looking at some of the deeper pieces of your chart, you're very much strong in the mental plane, which means you process things through the mind, which means that you can get caught up in mental anxiety, overthinking, just that mind spinning all the time. But what also is possible for you in that, knowing that you're a ruling number seven, the seven is very much in the physical plane. So what you can do is take ideas, which you'll have many of, and move them out into the world and teach people about your ideas. And you're very, also very, very determined and you will get it done. Okay, so I know not everyone on here knows Deb and Cindy absolutely does not know Deb. Never met Deb. But I can tell you and Deb put it in the comments that that is spot on. I have known Deb for years and she and I worked together in the very beginning of our friendship and our relationship. And she dared to believe that her world could be something different. And since deciding to take her own path, she has literally been doing everything that Cindy is saying. And that is her continued passion in heart. It feels like magic, but when you are people like Cindy and myself, these are things that just come to us because we receive them. Yeah. And I, I come from a very scientific base mm-hmm. with mine. I'm, I'm, I don't mm-hmm. call myself a spiritual entrepreneur. I am spiritual, but everything that I speak about, teach about, talk about is scientifically based. Pythagoras himself was a numerologist. Numerology has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. This isn't something that's just woo-woo magical. It is based in solid math. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what I say too. This isn't magic stuff. This is science. It feels like magic. It does. And I'll like, I'll feel like magic all day long if I want to like unicorn horn on my head and like, bam, there you have it. Absolutely. But, But this is what being open to possibility and finding, playing with that possibility of who you really could become. And and not saying I have to be this or I have to be that, which drives some people crazy. Like my wife, she's like, "Uh, Rachel, sometimes I can't keep up with you. But I'm like, I'm not going back to work for anyone. I'll work 80 hours a day. Like that's not happening because Mm -hmm. this is where I shine. Okay, so let's just talk about wealth for a couple of minutes. Tell, you talk about it. I'm just gonna... (laughs) Okay, 
when I started my business, I was, I started my business to make money. That's what I thought. And I followed the online business industry for long enough to know that you can make lots of money online, right? Uh, I didn't know that you have to know yourself and have all the inner work done first. So we failed forward for a couple of years, but I was literally living PayPal to PayPal, borrowing money from the bank of mom, just barely Mm. making ends meet. And I was suffering. I was miserable. I was working seven days a week, 15 hour days, hustling and grinding, drinking myself into oblivion. My relationship was falling apart at the seams. And I just kept saying to myself, if I just work a little bit harder, I'll have that moment of breakthrough. Yeah, that's bullshit. Anyone else? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone. (laughs) So stop doing that. Yeah. Speak from experience. Don't do that. So I met my mentor and now business partner at the uh, Joy Kingsborough. And she was teaching this course called Mastering the Brain Game, which I ended up now teaching. I've taught it over a hundred times. But this course is a transformational journey through the law of divine timing. But what it starts off with is understanding, first and foremost, untangling the past and then understanding who you are, how to get it and what actions to take in order to get it. And I took this course and I became obsessed with it. And I started living it. Mm. And about, it was in 2020, in the summer of 2020, I'd been teaching the brain game. I'd been doing the work. I'd studied universal laws and I was still kind of like eh, hit and miss with the income. I was doing better. I'd had my first $10,000 month, but I was still like, eh, it's not making sense to me. And I woke up one morning at 3.30 in the morning and the words quantum numerologist and wealth activator came through. And I went, I don't know what that means, mm. but okay. Obviously it came through for a reason. Nobody else is using those labels as far as I know. So mm. let's try it. Well, the moment that you choose to align with something, mm-hmm. the synchronicity starts showing up. Mm-hmm. And I ended up taking a course through Joy called Money Mojo. And in that course, what happens is she triggers a whole bunch of the old past trauma and she Mm -hmm. stirs the pot and stirs it all up. And I ended up getting sick for three weeks because of the clearing that I did out of that course. I came out of that course, a new person. I understood the possibilities, but I also understood the energy of wealth. Wealth is not about the dollars in the bank account. Wealth is an inside job and it is a feeling state. And it is Mm -hmm. different for every single human on the planet. For some people, wealth is having an amazing connected family, having dinners with your family, spending quality Mm -hmm. time on the weekends. For others, it's the Ferrari and the beautiful house. It all depends on who you are, what your mathematical code is and how you want to show up in the world. But how you feel about wealth is a million times more important than the dollars in the bank account. The dollars in the bank account, let's bring it back to the science, 99.99999% of what you're creating, you cannot perceive with the naked eye. The dollars in the bank account are the 0.1% that we are making everything. The dollars Mm -hmm. in the bank account don't mean shit at all then we need to develop the relationship that we have with money. So if you think about how a lot of us, how I used to look at my money, oh my God, I have so many bills. I don't even know how I'm going to pay it. This sucks. Oh, the internet bill. This sucks so much. I don't want to deal with it. I don't even want to spend time with you. Nobody wants to be in a relationship like that. If you were in a significant relationship with somebody and they spoke to you like that, you'd be like, bye. I expect my money to show up at my door with chocolate and flowers every Mm. single day. I Mm. run to the door and greet my money and I say, welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Let come in, take your shoes off. Tell me about your day. Can I give you a massage? Like spend time with your money, Mm. develop the relationship with money and be grateful for money. 
Consider your money as a relationship that you have. Treat your money the same way you do your significant relationships. And if your significant relationships are struggling, that is a beautiful mirror for the relationship you have with money. <laughs> yep. How do we do like, that? <laughs> that, I mean, everything. And being aware of when you have these past things that come up about your money, it doesn't mean you're, you're going to be perfect with it. I mean, just the other day, I looked at this thing and I said, okay, I'm going to pay this much. And I caught myself saying, oh, I have to pay this much. I was like, oh no, I get to. it's there. The money will always be there. Yeah. So look at what I can do. So thank you very much. Right. And then it, it literally can flow to you. The wealth I agree too is in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of people want to kind of bypass money and mm. say, well, I'm wealthy in all these parts of my life. And yet they're struggling financially. That's not wealth. Sorry, not sorry. Wealth includes the dollars too. Mm -hmm. So after I went through this course, I decided that I was going to launch an online program and I was working very closely with the energetics of wealth and really focused on it. And I decided in my own mind that I was going to call in $10,000. Five days later, I had $10,000 and my brain went, that was a fluke. Can't be real. So I said, okay, brain, let's do it again. Five days later, I had another $10,000. This is all about moving Moving energy and understanding that our minds, they have a lot of power, but they don't run the show. And so Did you when say the, that just one more time, our, one more. Our, our minds have a lot of power, but they're not running the show. There is a part of us that can observe what the mind is thinking. And so then you get to then choose your thoughts. And if you're focusing mm-hmm. your thoughts on, oh, I've got this internet bill and the phone bill, and then I got to put food on the table. And then you're creating more of that. But if you are Mm -hmm. directing your thoughts to, I am wealthy, I have money in the bank, I am able to pay my bills, I am creating a circuit of wealth where money comes into me, money Mm -hmm. goes out, I'm developing the emotional frequency of wealth within my own heart, I'm generating that power within my own body, and then I'm moving that out into the world and creating impact with it. And then it returns tenfold. Law of divine compensation. Marianne Williamson, read it. Um, (laughs) But this is how it's created. It's Mm -hmm. created from the inside out. And after that $10,000 duplicate that I did, I have not once since had a problem with money. Finances are flowing and I have never looked back. And it's mm-hmm. all because I spend five minutes a day in my heart asking the heart, what does wealth feel like? Mm. And then I amplify it. Okay. So for all of you listening or watching the recording, this is your assignment. If you can't get to your heart, let me know. I can help you. However, this is the assignment in your heart. And I would love for each one of us, even people that are more in tune with their heart, this doesn't mean that you're, you've arrived someplace. Like just keep checking in, just keep creating that feeling because then it's trifold three, um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Wealth activation is not yes. a one time thing. It's a practice daily. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's your homework assignment, everyone. Just saying. <laughs> And before we go, I, again, I just want to say thank you so much, but let people know where they can follow you at. Yeah, absolutely. I am all over Facebook, mostly my profile, but also my page. Just Google my name. You'll find me and also on Instagram. So it's Cindy Van Arnum, V-A-N-A-R-N-A-M. Yes. Woo! You got it. 
nailed it. Okay. So thank you so much again, Cindy. And I'll just wrap up with something that I say at, at the end of every single video. Make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. I will see you all next Wednesday on the next Rachel Freeman's Hours Live show. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you.